0: Hello, dear friends. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Love, Service, Wisdom with Marissa Rada. I am so thrilled to share my latest guest with you, Jorge Luis Delgado. He uh, was one of the very first people that I reached out to, to have on the show way back when I started August 2019. And... Uh, he's a Peruvian shaman uh, uh, based out of Lake Titicaca, and it was difficult to have him on the show because when I reached out, he's like, yeah, let's have a conversation on WhatsApp. And I'm like, Jorge, you can't record on WhatsApp. It won't work. So we uh, weren't able to do it. But now, since the lockdown and everybody getting more adept and advanced in technology, he's been on Zoom. So I reached out a few weeks ago and we had this Zoom conversation for you to all get to know Jorge a little bit better. He is, God, it's just so perfect that I'm sharing with you with him, sharing him with you today, which is Father's Day. This is the day that I'm recording this intro and it's the day after the solstice, because he is like father of the sun, sun energy, sun light, light, bringing light into the world. And one of the most joyful, kind, loving, wise, knowledgeable, articulate, generous humans I've ever met. And uh, yeah, so it's just aligns that he's coming to you now. He's the founder of the Brotherhood of the Solar Disc which is a group down in Peru. He is known as a chakaruna, which is a bridge person, someone who can help others tap into their spiritual life and existence and who's very tapped into their own spiritual journey. He is he is an author. His new book just came out in May, Inca Wisdom, Return to Joy. And he has another book that I've had for years, Indian Awakening, and I first met him, well, I guess I've only spent one one account with him, which was in Peru. It was my fourth trip. Yeah, I want to say it was my fourth trip to, maybe it was my third, third or fourth trip to Peru in January of 2016. And I was supposed to be going with my other teacher, Lee McCormick, who I've had on the podcast. He's um, my shaman and guide and good friend that's based out of... Teotihuacan when he's not in Tennessee. And it was Lee and another Toltec teacher, Heather Ash O'Mara, who has also written many books and has been teaching in the Toltec tradition for many, many years and also knows Jorge quite well. And myself, I was coming down as the meditation and yoga teacher for, I think it was like a 10 or 12 day trip to Peru. And I brought my dear friend, Rainbow Eric, who's been on this podcast as well, and some friends from Idaho, and then new people came from other parts of the world, and Lee didn't get to go at the last minute, so it was just Heather and I leading this journey with Jorge. Jorge is also the founder of Contiki Tours. It's a tour company that goes all through the Sacred Valley, Cusco, Machu Picchu, um, the Urubamba district and Lake Titicaca where Jorge's based out of. Contiki is K-O-N-T-I-K-I. I'll put a link in the show notes to Contiki tours. And, um, anyway, so Jorge was kind of like the host and the guide in Peru and the Peruvian Incan shaman. And, uh, So got to know him then on the trip and it was a really difficult journey for me because I got so, so, so sick, so sick. My first and only knock on wood sinus infection while I was at those high altitudes and in the cold weather and really suffered a lot. My dear friend Rainbow Eric kind of like showed up for me as a teacher in my stead as I was really laid up so, gosh, so hard. I remember we were, we finally made it to Machu Picchu and Wainu Picchu is the mountain that's behind in like the classic images that landscape shots down into Machu Picchu that you often see. And there's like a mountain behind it. That's Wainu Picchu where there's also some ruins. And it was actually Eric's birthday, the day that we, one of the days that we were there, we were in Machu Picchu for two days. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> All they wanted to do was hike Wainu-Pichu. So I'm like, of course, of course we're doing this together. I'm here in this magical place with you and it's your birthday and this is what you want to do. And I hiked up Wainu-Pichu and just bonked, bonked like I've never bonked before. My sinus infection had made it so I, could, I couldn't I could even open my eyes. I couldn't breathe out of my nose. And then I was so weak and uh, Eric just did such a good job taking care of me. He literally led me down the mountain of Wainu Picchu with my eyes closed and me just holding onto his elbow and arm all the way down and out and back to the hotel where I was then in bed for at least 24 hours. Luckily, a good friend that was on the trip also, Martin, he was a is a ear, nose, throat physician. So he kind of diagnosed me and was like, you need this you need this and take this. And we'll get you we'll get you going on your way back to recovery. So that was a blessing. More adventures in that uh, beautiful magical trip with Jorge. He's just so lovely, which you'll hear throughout this podcast how positive he is. He 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 would talk about walking between the physical and spiritual worlds, this idea of the Chakaruna, the bridge person, which coincidentally enough. I have my uh I have a deck that I use a lot, a card deck by Alana Fairchild. She's got lots, but my favorite one that I've been using now is the Earth Warriors deck, and I use it for myself, but also with clients that I see, and I kid you not. Since mid-March when things started to transform here in the States, that card has been drawn for myself or clients when I draw a card. 90% of the time. And there's like 50 cards in this deck. There's tons of cards in this deck. And the Chakaruna card will not stop coming out of the deck. It won't. And it speaks about, I mean, really briefly, this idea of what was dying completely and moving into a new world or way of being and that the bridge is how we get there. And for myself and my clients and I think like macro on a global level for all of us particularly in the US too for sure we are in this we are in this great transition point where what how how we lived and what we were doing and who we were has ended and what is is becoming but it's still in this process of gestation and becoming and some of us are creating the bridge others are walking the bridge some of us are able to straddle one island or side of the bridge to the next and it's it's a beautiful birthing process and it's something that's unfolding that we're living into and it's um uh, I guess when I when I envision the Chakaruna and this energy that's become so present recently in my life and here too with Jorge, it's it it gives me a sense of hope. Like, okay, this is an alignment, whatever's happening, all the things that are falling away that are hard. I know so much so many of us are suffering, especially with unemployment and then with the pandemic and just the change of life and lifestyle. Whew, but I really hold the hope and the, and the vision that a new world, a more beautiful, a more aligned world is coming into being. And it's folks like Jorge that are absolutely helping that transition occur. In this podcast, he talks about this idea of like the, in the, from the Incan mythology point of view, a 500-year cycle, that's actually coming to a close here uh, at 2022. And so we're in this like window of the sunrise phase. We were in like darkness, sunset and the sunrise has begun, which means like light, the light of the sunrise. It's not fully sun yet, but it's like beginning to have the the shadows lifted, which is a, a, a wonderful way to feel into this new era and that we'll be able to begin living in harmony. These new sciences of the heart and love are coming to us, and that there won't be any new kind of new consciousness without love, and how central love is to this transformation that we're all undergoing, and that one of the main processes for the transformation that we're going into, one of the most powerful, he says, is forgiveness forgiveness is the most powerful tool for the process of transformation. And then he talks about how to transform heavy energies, which I think is also incredibly timely too, because these past few weeks, you guys, yes, heavy energies are what has been stirred up and we're feeling it and, and going deeper into our own heaviness and collective heaviness than I think we ever, ever have been. And I'm incredibly proud of so many for the work that you've been doing. We're all such brave, 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 brave souls to be alive at this time in human history. And so these, these tools for transformation, I hope that you'll find valuable And, uh, yeah, that's Jorge. I'm so excited to share him with you. You're just going to love him so much. Again, like I said, link, look into the show notes for how to get a hold of him and check out his new book, Inca Wisdom. That's I-N-K-A, Inca Wisdom. And happy solstice. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Happy, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to Bill, who's who's with Maya and Benji, my dear ones right now, and Krishna, who's celebrating his part-time stepdad, Boulder Dad, Father's Day, and my own father's. I was raised by three, my biological father, and the father that I was raised with from little baby through my teen years, and my stepdad as well, who's been in my life the past 25 years, though. Uh, you know, on a personal level, that's also shifting and ending. My mom, she's been married three times and is now newly out of her last marriage as well. That was the longest. So lots of lots of interesting transformation and transition. Life just doesn't stop being life. Doesn't stop. Doesn't stop being life. So... I hear that divorce rates are up during COVID. I don't know if that's true. I was just told that today it may or may not be true, but I could see why it might be for some folks. I'm very grateful for, um, let's just say I have a lot to be grateful for. And I'm very grateful to one of my newest Patreon subscribers, Mary. She is one of my favorite fans. I love her so much. She's been on uh retreat with Krishna and I, East Forest, and hope to see her in Boulder if we have that retreat going still, Boulder, Utah. If not, there'll be others. I know I'll see you again soon, Mary, but thank you so much for becoming a Patreon supporter. And you too, my listeners, if you want to support this podcast in any way, there's no like limit or cap or minimum amount for Patreon donations. Patreon is a website you can go to for support of all kinds of creatives and entrepreneurs in all different kinds of ways. And I just started one a few weeks ago for the podcast. So any financial contribution there is appreciated immensely. And you can also do that little iTunes, Apple podcast, five-star review, which is very, very helpful as well. The more of those I get, the more that people, you know, when they... Come across the podcast. The more reviews I have, the more they more likely they'll be they'll be to listen as well. So that's a act of generosity on your part to mine. If uh, you want to you want to help me in that way, and I've got an, one new adventure coming up. Uh, I've been birthing into being able to be a. Therapist, a coach, and a guide for ketamine-assisted therapy. Ketamine is the is a uh, legal psychedelic in the United States that helps with treatment-resistant depression, anxiety, PTSD, pain issues, chronic pain, and it's also a way for those that perhaps don't have those particular. Um, disorders, let's say, but want to go more into exploring their consciousness through the use of a dissociative anesthetic or psychedelic, that's available to you. So I'm working in partnership with the Boise Ketamine Clinic and I'll be seeing one-on-one patients as well as doing group ketamine therapy. And I feel like I've talked about um, this ketamine experience in a podcast intro earlier in the fall, but if you haven't heard that, or you want a little refresher? Ketamine, it's been around for, gosh, it's been used clinically for over 50 years and it's incredibly safe and effective and really pretty non-addictive as well. And it is a psychedelic in the way that it gives you what can feel like an out-of-body experience or a near-death experience or ego dissolution experience as it moves through layers of your subconscious and unconscious mind and, uh, it as an anesthetic, right? So that's like relaxing or, you know, what's used to put you under a high dose at a sub anesthetic dose. There are visuals with it as well, but as a psychedelic experience, because it's an anesthetic, in my experience, you kind of soften into the psychedelic journey versus where you might take something like, LSD or magic mushrooms, psilocybin, and there can be sometimes some anxiety or fear that comes up when uh, reality, your reality plane starts to shift. This, in my experience, is much less present, that resistance, and you are able to go into those inner exploratory realms in a much easier, calmer, peaceful way, and that only lasts like 45 minutes to an hour max, depending on, um, how the substance was administered. So that's exciting. It's it's, uh, exciting for me. Looking forward to seeing where that will take me as this whole new world of, you know, psychedelics is coming. It's like a resurgence or renaissance, um, a lifting of the veil in lots of ways and how it's being used as a, Many of many types of psychedelics are currently being used as therapeutic tools. So lots of potential there. If you're interested in uh that or that experience, shoot me a message and we can talk about it. You can send me an email. Marissa Rada at gmail.com. M-A-R-I-S-A-R-A-D-H-A at gmail.com. So reach out if you'd like about that or anything else and again thank you for listening i always appreciate it so much thanks to my patreons mary my newest and megan and zarin too I've got three woo-hoo. and here is is just the incredible the wise the 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 magical chakaruna incan shaman jorge Luis delgado
1: Thank Jorge. Thank,
0: <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank our Inca greeting, which means the impact of the light in you is magnificent. It is like to say blessings from the light.
0: Blessings from the of light. Of course,
1: in the colonial time, we changed that greeting. In the colonial time, we change into a question. And the question is, how are you? That is not really a a greeting. It's just a question. And we are where is our attention, where is our mind. But when we remember each other, our strength, and what is our strength? It's our own light. Is how light impact in each of us. Okay? So Arim Uncha, the impact of the light in you is magnificent. It's a great greeting.
0: It's a beautiful greeting. It's similar to Namaste.
1: Yes. eh? That's in India?
0: That's in India. And the translation is the light in me sees and honors the light in you.
1: Ah, beautiful, beautiful.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think the ancient ways, the ways when we remember the meaning of light, the meaning of life, the meaning of sacredness is what really makes sense, makes a profound experience of life.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And you are one that I know has been living that way most of your life in those sacred ways, connected to light as a teacher and a guide.
1: Well, you know, the cosmos gave us so much, so much opportunities really to discover yourself. And uh, we always can find that everybody, we have the same gifts, but at the same time, unique gifts. So everybody's presence here is really to shine. That light and to be in central wisdom inside of us so there is no love that's not in service so this is just natural flow of the light of the energy as we I, it.
0: I think that that's an important point there's no love that's not in service
1: of course you will see it very clear and it clarifies it whatever we do in life, you know, we want to do it from love. But most of the time we do it automatically because we have to, for example, what we are experiencing nowadays, how we are taking it with love or only with fear. If we take it with love, we will see it comes as a great service to us. And we can see it as an amazing opportunity to expand that love. And we can see it, how it reflects with all our relations. But then we start to see how is really that service. Because sometimes there's a misunderstanding of service. Service is actually whatever we do in life, how we experience life. And everything around us is in service to life. Everybody, like uh, the cells of only one body. This only one body, every cell is in service to this body. And what is the service? The different functions, the different specialities in the organs, in the glands, in the bones, you know, different kinds of specialties, we can say, okay? So, but everybody has only one cause, one purpose. It is to keep alive this body. So everybody's service is to life. That's why we use the word hayaya in the Andean world, especially in the high plateau with the Aymara people, when we finish something, we celebrate, whatever we, we finish in ceremony, in a, in a, in a job, in whatever we say, ayaya, ayaya. we say, that means for life, because whatever we do in life is for life. We are a contribution to life for evolution, evolution of life we are a contribution of light so we can make a most beautiful day because now we are getting into the new cycle into the new life
0: will you speak to that this idea of getting into the new cycle because i feel i feel very much that we're in a phase where In the image of the chakaruna of the bridge, that it feels like we're on the bridge, and that there's a world that we're leaving that's no longer that that no longer is, and we're moving to a place that we're creating still, but we're not quite there.
1: Yes, it's a it's a beautiful image. We are in the top of the bridge but also we are the bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting that long time ago, one of the elders once told me, you know, as a bridge person, you have to build a bridge between your mind and your heart. Okay? So at the beginning is very narrow, very narrow bridge. But as much you use it, you will see that bridge become wider, 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 so wide until it disappear. And suddenly there is no more bridge because you are that bridge. Mm. And when you are in that coherence, when you are in that frequency, of the heart, you start to see that you are the bridge from the inner world, from the heart to the outside world. You are the bridge from the mother to the father-son, from the father-son to the mother earth. What is that kind of bridge? That is the bridge of life. So we are that life. So we are that bridge between the night the last night, the last cycle, that we are entering into this new cycle. So being a Chakaruna, being a bridge person, it is really about to awaken. It is about to be ready for service, ready to bring the luminosity of your spirit, of your soul, that of course, it was a little bit sleepy because we don't try so much. Because remember, we've been trying in parts of ourselves, very focused, very strong practice to make shine our minds, but we don't have much practice to let shine our souls, our spirits. So this is the time, you know, when we challenge ourselves and we see Wow, it's amazing day coming for us. The time when all of us will shine the unique qualities that each of us bring as a contribution to life.
0: So you would say then that that is the opportunity of right now is to let our souls shine more, let our hearts shine more and to do those practices that allow for that to happen?
1: Uh, Yes, of course. Well, this is not only an opportunity, it's a responsibility. A
0: responsibility.
1: Yes. The very important mission, you know, really to find ourselves as an answer. You know, our ancestors, they really not been looking for too much. Our ancestors, they really embody, I mean, they were periods of time. I'm talking about the Inca time when it was in a day, you know. But mm-hmm. we have to clarify this. In the Inca tradition, we have cycles. The cycle has one thousand years. Okay. There are cycles also hundred years, cycles ten years. But the big picture of the Pachacutis we call one thousand years, five hundred years daytime, five hundred years daytime, and five hundred night time. So the smallest cycle is the day and the night. We started a sunset when the Spaniards arrived to our continent. Okay? So when it was, when it happened, it was in 1492. 1492 until 1522, 1532, the Spaniards arrived to Cusco. So it's a process. Mm -hmm. 500 years, nighttime, sleepy time. And we can see nothing evolved so much for us in terms of spirituality, in terms of sacredness. Of course, we had a new tradition, even more traditions, but still was sleepy. Even the most beautiful teachings of the master Jesus brought with inquisition, with ways that the master justice never will accept something like that. You know, but anyway, the point is that we are experiencing now a new day. So what? What does it mean? 500 years of daytime started in 1992. 1992 to the 2022. We'll see the sun rising. Okay. So this is the time twenty-two when we see the full sun. Oh, it's here already. It's true. It is real. So to twenty thirty-two, we will see in thirty-two that most of the foundations of this of this new world will be set. So we will clarify what really we are building here. You know, because remember, it is about the change of all the paradigm. It is about to change the structures in our society, how we want to live. Of course, the key word here is harmony. Nowadays, there is some friends they are using the word coherence. And this is a very interesting word, you know, because it resonates with a lot of people who believe that it's all about the science. But the science has to include the new sciences. The new science is the science of the heart, the science of love that brings this consciousness. Mm-hmm. This consciousness has to do. With love, there is no new consciousness without love. There is no possibility, there is no choice to organize a harmonious society with all the Mother Earth. If we don't live in harmony, this was the last
0: Is it then a fork in the road? Either we can begin to live in harmony and with the consciousness of love, or we're not able to.
1: Well, you know, there is no new consciousness if we don't love ourselves. It is not intellectual. It is the way how we feel the way how we embody what is our dreams. So what is the most important contribution we can bring for this new cycle? Somebody was asking me the other day, I understand you, the Andean people, love so much the Mother Earth, so it should be with the Mother Earth. What to do? And I say, oh, let me think. <laughs> you know, I was no. The most important contribution is to love yourself. When you love yourself, you really can bring harmony, peace. When you love yourself, the relationship with the mother is amazing. When you love yourself, you can love the mother earth. If you don't love the Mother Earth, you're never going to understand that we are amazing, huge family. Our Mother Earth has many children, many creatures together with the Father-Son. By some reason of the cosmos, we come together. Okay? Mm-hmm. And how we recognize who are they? Who is our family? We recognize by seeing the ones who drink the milk of the mother earth. And what is that milk? It's water. Look, very simple. Look all around <laughs> who drinks water. The world family, isn't it amazing? all the animals, even the stones in the process of transformation needs water. So we are in a period of time that we understand that everybody is equal. It's the same. We are made of the same. We come from the same place, from the deep, deep, deep love of cosmic mother, cosmic father. It's like to say the divine mother, divine father. And our fathers in this system, the father-son, the mother-earth, we are so clear their love comes in that light. So that's why we say light is love. That light is in service. And every creature in our beloved Mother Earth is light from the Father and from the Mother. Remember, no one will be alive without their presence.
0: It's very, very true. And I hear the the teaching of love yourself first. And I'm curious in your tradition how... Somebody that perhaps doesn't have self-love or maybe has a lot of trauma or feels a lot of anxiety or depression, how do they get to that place of self-love in your tradition?
1: Well, the most important mission is to release. Remember, I was saying the most important contribution is to love ourselves. Yes. But we have a mission. To mission. get You important. Important to to let it go the heavy energies, the process of transformation, the process of letting go. It goes by using our qualities of the light, and these qualities of the light. The first one that the Father Son teaches every day is clarity. So we started clarifying that we come from love. But the other important mission is to clarify our histories. Clarify our histories. The densities of the experience of the past. Because everybody we had some difficulties some challenges we had some experiences that doesn't come from love and those experiences if doesn't come from love it comes from fear it started with fear and then we feel this uncomfortable situation we feel sadness we feel anger we feel resentment those are very low frequencies and it is strong because they can make strong portals to heavy energy. Okay, so the human tendency is to be attached to this heavy energy when we are in this process to experience or when we are carrying those energies, those are alive, you know? We call hucha, hucha is heavy energy. We are not saying good or bad, it's just heavy. Those heavy energies are also alive and we need food. And they need food. So we need to provide food to the heavy energy body we create in the emotional body. So in that process, we connect with everything that's wrong in the world. So that's why the news, the good news doesn't sell. The humans, we need heavy energy news. Mm. In that. But sometimes, of course, we don't, we don't consciously know it works that way. But we try to feed the heavy energy body, making it stronger and stronger. And in our cell conversations, we have those conversations with heavy and negative words about ourselves, negative thoughts. So this is another quality of the light, the warmth. How we see if we are warm or we are cold? we see the self-conversation. We use warm words or cold words. Mm, We mm -hmm. have the tendency to use cold words. Do you know HeartMath Institute? Yes. This amazing, amazing team with Deborah on the head trying to bring an important contribution in these modern times to bring that coherence. And they, you know, every year we go to these gatherings in Sedona and and, uh, three or four years ago, He was talking about, you know, 90% of the human thoughts are negative thoughts. So it's impressive that we believe 100% of our thoughts. And those thoughts, most of these, all these cold, cold words, cold thoughts, are negative and lies. So we believe in lies about ourselves so, if we convince ourselves with repetitive conversations with the same clue about ourselves, we have the most raw perception of ourselves. That is not possible to, lo- to love somebody like that. You understand? Yes. So, we convince ourselves about it. When in reality, when we see that light in our heart, when we understand the meaning of the inner sun, when we understand that our strength is light and that light is love, we can start the process to clarify Because we have the support of the Divine Mother, Divine Father, they are anchored in our inner son, in our hearts. With that power, we can clarify the history. When we do that, we change the perception of life. We change the perception of ourselves so that we don't believe anymore that we are our history. So we believe that we are that light. As light, we understand we are love. We are in service. Because we understand we are all interdependent and we are interconnected. And we understand we are wise. There is no light that is not wise. All light is wise. Everybody's wise. The only thing is that we don't believe on it yet until we have the experience to let it go, to forgive. So amazing key that is in our hearts that we do with courage. That's why courage, you know, it comes from French. Mm-hmm. Le the heart, the key is the heart to everything, to transform ourselves. So we come into this reality ready with all the gifts to shine. We are already enlightened. The only thing is we have to release, to open all these heavy energies. We need to transform the experiences, in the heavy experiences, the heavy energy experience, into refine. So there is many modalities. You know, I just published a book. In a, now it's an in internet in Amazon, in the format of Kindle. Mm-hmm. It's called Inca Wisdom: Return to Joy.
0: Oh, that's your new book. I thought it was a new um, teaching or workshop that you were offering.
1: Well, I am doing many of these workshops, you know, in Asia, in Taiwan, in uh, Ukraine, in Russia, in uh, in Greece. Well, everywhere where I went, I do workshops in all those places, Mm -hmm. you know, in different ways, you know, the way of the Andean wisdom is so deep. It's a big inspiration. Of course, I'm not sharing exactly something that from the Inca time, it is everything only from 500 years ago. The foundations, the roots of that essence, keep expanding the roots of the ancestors. When we shake a little bit, the essence of it is the medicine for the new times. But when we see our ancestors experience a daytime, the daytime means they experience the light. Because remember, our ancestors also experienced night times. Okay? So also they had some challenges. So not everything from the past is the best. Everything from the past is to transmute what doesn't come from love, to transform. But whatever comes from the daytime is that light is coming with us and all light, all this truth never disappear. It's always there because it's true the lights always disappear with the time, with the experiences, with the transparency and with the way of communication nowadays we can see clearly how we are experiencing life, how everything is evolving.
0: In your new book, do you share more of these techniques for clarifying the heavy energy for transformation?
1: Yes, of course. We have many modalities. One of the modalities I was uh, suggesting our friends, for example, is journaling. Hmm? That uh, it follows four steps. The first one is acceptance. The second is separation. The third is discernment, study with the heart. And the fourth is what you get from it, the wisdom of the present. Actually, this comes from a teaching, you know, from the condor. Mm. We call the power animal. You know, everything is remembering us because they also bring light. And uh, the condor steps, you know, when the condor is flying, actually soaring. The condor doesn't fly, they soar. But we can use this word, it's easy to understand. Flying is looking for food. They can see from long, long distance. When they see it, they get to the place where is that food and they will not eat immediately, okay? First step, accepts, confirms it's there. In our process, sometimes we don't want to accept some things, okay? We think it's just outside thing, for example, I feel some anger. Okay. Um, I'm not really that that optimistic, that, you know, full of this uh, vibrancy of the light from inside. Oh, if I observe myself, so, oh, I think it is just the weather. Okay, it's cloudy today. But in the emotional body, we cannot lie. In the mind, we can lie. In the emotional, it's there, you know. I'm not feeling that comfortable. There is some frustration about something because always we can have some good excuse, you know, Mm -hmm. to bring some anger from the past. Yeah. (laughs) So the point is that I accept it's there
0: acceptance would you say would you say in that example i'm feeling anger you're accepting the emotion in the emotional body but you don't have to maybe go into the narrative of why you're feeling angry no
1: let me tell you you just have to accept as a first step because if you use the mind the mind will lie to you. Okay? First thing, you accept. Of course, commanding the mind. You sell to the mind, accept it's there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Good. Second step, separation. Okay? The condor has the food there. The food is here. Hmm? But the condor will not eat immediately the condor will separate as much far, 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 far possible. So that's important, separation. Okay? Now is what you are saying, but not the mind yet. Separation, and you don't judge nothing yet, but you just see it. You see the big picture, okay? Okay? What is that? It's there, and there is me. Oh, this one is connected with another experience. Yesterday I was with the same feeling. Oh, maybe it is this uh, pandemic. This is the problem. The mind can say many things, but you just interconnect. So, yeah, yesterday I felt that kind of energy, or I dreamed with something like that. There are many, many, many connections. Oh, in my childhood, I felt that kind of energy. There could be many possibilities with the big picture. Or sadness or resentment, whatever. We accept. That's the point. The acceptance, separation to see the big picture. Picture how it's interconnected. In this case, the condor sees the meat. It's there, that food. And next to it sees that there is a hole with some baby pumas, almost young pumas playing there. So the condor says, oh, it was the mother puma who probably brought it for this baby pumas. Okay? So, discernment. Okay? Discernment will be how do I eat? Do I take it or not? Of course, I am hungry. I have to eat it right now. I will die otherwise with no food. But not necessarily it's the smartest. Because if you feel in your heart, you always feel something special with the babies. With any kind, you know. Mm. Oh, poor babies. They will have it. But even with the mind says, oh, later, they will bring food for you. Because when the pumas eat, they don't finish all. And the condor doesn't kill for to eat, they transmits the leftover that is from other animals. So, what we have here is acceptance, separation, discernment with the heart. If we put only the mind, it was a good try. You know, it could have a little picture, but We can go even deeper in that anger because it's not fair, you know? Mm -hmm. In the logical world of how we perceive life has to be fair, everything. But from where comes the perception of justice? What is fair and what is unfair? Okay? Okay but if we use our heart our love doesn't need to be rational i understand
0: yeah i understand perfectly the mind will want the fairness and the justice and the heart feels the way it, it there's a certain resonance with the truth
1: but with the big picture Sometimes we really don't know how amazing and how wise was to make that decision because we don't value the suffering of don't forgive the value of to experience life in Peace that opens your creativity and opens the uniqueness of your gifts. So it is huge to unblock ourselves because we open the endless spring of love and wisdom. So when we understand the real picture of the discernment with the heart. I mean, we really can let go all the past that is in front of us. Yes. You know, most of the people, we believe the past is behind only. But not. When the past is in front, the future is behind. We don't see it. Yet. But until when the past is in front of us, until we let it go. So you're but saying. But why is in front of us? Because we cannot stop seeing it.
0: Ah, uh uh-huh. That's a great way of saying it. We keep seeing that. it.
1: We repeat it. We are addicted to it. So there from there comes our perception of the self.
0: From the past.
1: From the past.
0: And often from Do past you have hurts. A perception.
1: That is a belief only. That is a choice. When you are in the process of transformation, necessarily, forgiveness is the most powerful tool. But as we love ourselves, that is easier. As we give an opportunity to ourselves, As we start to see that was and that is, that will be in each of us. The only thing, we create the blockages. When you remember yourself as a child, playful with the innocence, with optimism in life. I remember once my my son, as a child, we went to another province to visit some archaeological sites, beautiful landscapes, and the taxi driver was asking me, "Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Lake Titicaca," he would say, "And how you came? Oh, we come by plane. Oh, you have plane? Yes, it's at the airport." He thought that it's ours. and am from everybody else. Okay, so there is an innocence. There is a way to believe, you know, natural from that love with no limitations to share, to explore that life. But of course the domestication is strong in the night because the domestication of the night is the believing things, the competition, OK, but not the competitivity, not really to shine brighter, but it's only about material things is very plastic, is very fake. You know, when we start to believe in that light, we start to see ourselves also in the process of healing the inner child, that in many cultures there is that practice, you always can love the Lily You. That's a great beginning. Mm. The start to love the inner child goes by healing, by taking care of yourself. To so take that responsibility. And it's amazing. Gratitude. Another way to practice, to expand the love. So to learn to shine brighter is to learn to love yourself. So when we are in the process of transformation, we see that everything that we experience in our lives, it is not what happened to us. It is what happened for us. This is what happened for me. So I had to go through it. In our continent, the last Pachacuti, it's not what happened to us. It happens for us. You know, look amazing how challenged was this, how difficult. Mm-hmm. The population of the Inca culture in the Tawantinsuyu was 12 million.
0: 12 million.
1: In 50 years, it was reduced to 6 million. So we can keep complaining all the life because it's so much what happened. But if we are in that process of just feel the victimization, we stuck, we suffer. But suffering is optional. We always can see the big picture and we see how it had to happen. It is the mystery of the cosmos to go through some challenges because the humans, we don't learn easily. No,
0: we learn through challenges. And even within that statement of... It's not happening to us. It happened for us. And what happened to the Incas and the, and the loss that was there, it sounds like there's a level of acceptance. And you then seeing the big picture, like you were saying, and then the discernment of how you choose to reframe that experience. And then there's a greater teaching and a greater wisdom to be had.
1: You are getting the big picture very clear, my friend. You're very good. So the big picture is that everything is evolving mm. in life, and we keep repeating in circles. We had 500 years ago a Pachacuti, okay, but we we have the ten Pachacuti. And in the 10th Pachakuti, we have this opportunity of the new day. So the first rays of the sun, we believe that it's the food of the heart. It nurtures the soul. This is the time of the awakening.
0: Right now. Some people,
1: yes, but by the sunrise moment, we are in the sunrise moment. <laughs> Some people, of course, awake before the sunrise, a little bit before. Some other people, after the sunrise.
0: They like to sleep in.
1: Yes, we love to sleep in. And some of us need a little cup of coffee. (laughs) For some people, that cup of coffee is ayahuasca, Mm -hmm. San Pedro. Actually, we don't really need that. It's a kind of shortcut. Still, we have so many ways, many processes, teachers from all over the world now bringing from their own cultures the inspiration for healing. We cannot fall in this game of the ego saying, I am the only one. And the only way is this one. It is really about the medicine is in everybody. It is our awareness. The medicine for the moments we are experiencing, it is very simple in the image of our monolith, you know, one heart, one hand in the heart, the other on the cellar, with love without fear.
0: With all my love and love. without fear, I greet the day. No kankani, no in tea.
1: <laughs> How long ago you been in Peru?
0: <laughs> I was in Peru the first time in 2006, and we were together there in 2016.
1: Beautiful. Wow, 10-year cycle. So I may see you in the 2016, 26. Yes. <laughs> Maybe yeah. before that. You never know. You never know. Now, you know, we are preparing something extraordinary. At Lake Titicaca in Urubamba, you know, Lake Titicaca, the birthplace of the Children of the Sun. So we are inviting our friends and we say, let's go to the birthplace of the Children of the Sun for a rebirthing, for reprogramming. For reinventing to rebuild the new perception, the new shining light for a new day. The same way in by the fields of light, mm-hmm. are amazing places. To restore the soul, because sometimes with the losses, with these heavy energies experiencing with our neighbors, our people—you know—there is so much going on.
0: So much. Are you pl- have- are you planning a specific gathering at Lake Titicaca? Or not yet, because of the difficulty.
1: We are planning for next year a gathering by November, December, but soon as soon the first flights will arrive, many of our friends want to be the first one to experience Machu Picchu after the, this silence, yeah. the renew, the renew. Energy, the refined energies that will be amazing, yeah. You know, being in these sacred places with less people, you know, Mm -hmm. in a in a pilgrimage to heal, to nurture the soul. You know, many times we say we have to nurture the soul, we have to feed the soul. Why we say we believe it's important. Because we need, we really need to have a strong soul. A strong soul makes strong immune system, and the way how we feed it by the light. And we have so many solar practices, so many. Let me share one that's very important every day. When we do these pilgrimages, every day we remark in the solar practices, we're in ceremonies, and we let the light of the sites, of the places like Machu Picchu, come not only to see outside, but touch our soul, come the energy through our eyes, through our different 11 eyes, so we can be strong and we can face the weakness. Because remember, as we are gifted, talented in one hand we have some weakness in the other hand so it's important also to accept and recognize that so we can heal we can transform we can domesticate so there is so much you know in a a pilgrimage of 10 days or one week or two weeks in all those power places so the practice to remember the light inside of the heart What we do is we go with face east. If we do it without the shoes, it's much better. And we just open ourselves, open our arms to let the light of the Father-Son touch the inner Sun As we see, This morning is not dangerous to see the sun. We see the sun for a moment. Then we close it and we see the inner sun shining. And we can go to all the cells of the body. That's a way to elevate the frequency. Because that cell that is a little sun, it is shining. Mm -hmm. That cell of light, okay, what is that? It's love. It is in service, and it's wise. That's the intention finding to uh, do what needs to
0: be done. Yeah, so a practice is turning to the east, opening your arms up above your head, gazing at the sun, taking in the light and the energy of the sun, and then closing your eyes and feeling the sun come into your heart. And then from your heart, the light of the sun into every cell.
1: All the bones, the organs are also around you because you are a bubble of light. You are a walking sun on the earth. And you close the moment that is eternal, stays there with love. The right hand in the heart, the left by the solar plexus or the navel. I know some of the elders are put by the navel, some others by the solar plexus. So with love, without fear, how we start the day. And believe me, that's the extra. That's your strength. In whatever you do that day, whatever ordinary, you put that light, that's the extra. What do you have? Extra ordinary day. (laughs) If we do the practice every day. We have an extraordinary life. So what is the extraordinary life to include in our lives? The light of the heart, the light of our souls that really want to play this life with us. Not only the mind, but what comes from the heart. It's what really, that's the truth that sets you free.
0: Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Jorge, I love your teachings and your wisdom and the depth of the knowledge and how much you embody the light and the love and the heart and the soul that you're speaking of. Thank you.
1: Oh um, my friend, you're so generous with your words. It is our it's our wish that uh, we are awakening and as one person awakes, the others also are in the process. We are not the only ones in all over the world. There is people really awakening, really shining. It's good for us, the moments, the opportunities to remember each other. We are all interconnected. We are all one. And this oneness, we have to integrate the oneness of each of us with the soul, with the spiritual body, with the mental body, with the emotional body. So important to harmonize our bodies. And then we can talk, or we can really, from that harmony, from inside, from that love, we will see all the seven relations are in harmony, which are the harmony, the love, service, and wisdom with the Mother Earth. Yes. Father, Son, Blood family on the right side, neighbors, the past in front, the future behind, with yourself. When you love yourself, you are really in harmony with the other relations. When you don't love yourself, probably this, this harmony between in these seven relations, or in some of them. So it's important to see how we are doing in our relations where we reflect. And those are amazing opportunities to expand our love, service, and wisdom. And you will see, obviously, that when we are there, we will see that everybody's heart, everybody is shining, everybody is wise, everybody's love. Everybody has to have the opportunity. And the cosmos life always brings the opportunities. Otherwise, if we are not comfortable with ourselves, you know, we are not comfortable with anybody. And of course, it's their fault. <laughs> 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 okay, so it is really what comes from your heart. Nowadays, the medicine, it is the future our destiny has to do with that task. The only choice, it is there.
0: The only choice. And we're living into it together, and it's a great reminder of the one family and the, seeing the light in each other and offering that, like your greeting from the beginning. Can you say it for me one more time?
1: Aliim punchai or Aliim punchao. In some communities, they say Aliim punchum. Pun- punchao. is good, magnificent. Punchao is the impact of the light. Also, in Coricancha and the Sun Temple, we used to have a statue, pure gold. You know. Where some of the elders used to say inside, they used to put the ashes of the hearts of the Incas. And this was called also the punchao because it shines, not only because the gold, but because these etheric flames, etheric suns of the Incas there, you know? So it was the most, besides the solar disk, the most important statue there. So one of the elders told me, really the punchao, it is the impact of the light. Mm. So everybody, everybody has that impact. And it is in both directions, with the father-son, with the inner. That's why we say we see the eye, the way to see, hawak. See... A W A C. That's to see. But whatever you see, sees you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you see the Mother Earth, you see the beauty of the body. You see, wow. You see it as alive. Okay. If you see it as alive, it sees you. Okay. And when you are alive, it sees you different.
0: I feel that so much of of Peru and the Incas and the Quechua and the time that I've spent there, it feels like a culture that has never stopped living in, that has never stopped seeing the earth as alive in Peru. It feels that way. So many of these yeah. traditional cultures have never it stopped
1: seeing permanent the earth. because it is, a, it is a practice. Every day when we drink, when we eat, we are talking to the mother. Every day we awake, we are grateful to the mother, to the father, son. When we drink, for example, we take. The first drops to the Mother Earth. Or with the finger. Mother Earth. Apukunas, spirit of the mountains, Father Sun. What we blow. So, if we know they are alive, they are with us. They support our path. And we are that too. But of course, chest to understand we are never alone. Never alone. So when we have the practice every day, everything that we keep in a relationship keeps alive, stronger and stronger. And uh, we understand, we give a hand to the Mother Earth. We give a hand to the father son. Most of the time, we believe it's easy to give a hand to the mother. You know, mm-hmm. because we can plant, we can, we can do many things. But how we do it with the father son? You know. So some people this is impossible. No, it's possible. What the father son brings is life. Brings that light that is love, that service, and wisdom. What about if we just give a hand to the Father-Son, bringing the awareness of the light? And as much we share, we bring that light to every inner sun that's a little bit sleepy, the ones that are awake. We keep expanding together. So it, it is it is many ways. Mm-hmm. So when we did this little greeting to the father's son, also is the greeting to ourselves. So I was impressed that one day it was the greeting to the father's son. So one of the elders was there to make place at the lake. And uh, he says, Oh, I saw you early, you've been greeting yourself. I said, What moment? I was greeting the father's son. And then I start to think, what do you mean by greeting yourself? Oh, he says, you know, you are also the sun. You are a ray of the sun. When you greet yourself as that ray of the sun, you are greeting the father-son, but you are greeting yourself. That's why the alien puncha greeting makes deeper meaning you know mm-hmm. because if you greet yourself you recognize that light inside of you yes. okay yes and somebody comes to you and remembers you and says I... oh the light in you is magnificent okay yes so that reinforces so what we are sharing is good vibrations we are not just asking you know?
0: Yeah, you're sharing I'm, the energy with each other. Yes. I am exactly. Punchao.
1: I am Punchao.
0: I am Punchao. Is there, a, do you say the same as a goodbye?
1: Well, we have many ways. One of the ways is Tupananchi's Kama. The literal translation of Tupananchi's Kama is until we encounter each other until we see each other again. But one of the elders once told me, when you are aware of the children of the sun, that you are. Adyipuncho means until we see each other in any reality. Hmm? Yeah. We could see each other in in the dreams, in a meditation. We can see journeying journey in other realities. But it's always joyful, you know, to see each other in this reality.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. Lots of joy. I feel a lot of joy for having spent this time with you. I'm very, very, very grateful. You're a huge inspiration to me. And I know we tried to connect over the summer, but now... We've got you on Zoom and we're able to have this, this um, conversation and opportunity for you to share your wisdom, which I think is very invaluable.
1: Well, you know, it's a great honor for me. And if you want to remember some of these aspects in Amazon, in uh, 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 Kindle, you can get two of my books. One is Andean Awakening. And the other one is Inca Wisdom. The other book is ready about Machu Picchu, the city of the children of the sun. And there is one we are now writing from the webinars we are creating. It is called Wilkakuti. Wilkakuti is the return to sacredness, Mm. which is huge. Yes. that The process we are in.
0: And you are a guide for those who want to come to Lake Tiricaca or Urubamba or Cusco or Machu Picchu and you have many places for people to stay. Is that all on your Contiki Tours page?
1: Yes, we have Contiki Tours and Taipicala hotels. And you know, usually I am in a w in a Facebook. Yeah. And uh we can uh, always talk about pilgrimages about peru and that is really my favorite you know service to show to share with the pilgrims the power places and the wisdom from the ancestors in ceremony in meditation well, you know, the, the Incas didn't have exactly that kind of meditations, but we are keep expanding. We are flexible. We are open to the different modalities of the people. They feel comfortable to connect. But of course, the solar practices and our ceremonies we experience together with the elders from the highlands, from the lowlands, from the jungle. And even if some people want to connect with the sacred medicine of Ayahuasca, San Pedro, we connect with our brothers from the jungle who come to the places where we are to perform or to process some ceremonies with people.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Well, wonderful. I know... Um... Yes, I'm just, yeah, I'm a little speechless. I'm so grateful. I honor you and your time so much. And when I put out this show, I'll make some links to where folks can find you and your books and connect and come to Picchu and to Peru for pilgrimages with you.
1: Thank you very much, a great honor. Thank you for the opportunity to be in service, yes. to remember each other.
0: Yes, so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jorge. Have solar hugs.
1: Solar hugs.